thoughtful of me to write down things for myself. Here's a one-shot returning to our PBTA Mutant Chronicle hack. Jack Weld has picked up a couple new partners after poor Klaus was turned into a mutant monster. And unfortunately, the session where they finally eliminated the evil mind-controlling Thompson had technical issues. So this will be your first introduction to Harry Hurry Hewitt, former race car driver, played by John and Eva Steiner, a former Bauhaus agent, played by Tad. And they join Jack Weld, the actor-turned-PI, as part of Eagle Eye Investigations. Eva Steiner. Yeah. Would you say the Bauhaus people generally uh, are, are probably the most devout population, corporation population, uh, in terms of, of devotion to the light? This is what we find. Yeah, close second being capital. Is this, do you think, the reason why there's a close, uh, what's the term, C- cooperation between you and them? Why I have a contact? Do you think it's because you have an overwhelming faith in the cardinal, the cardinals and, and the cause of the light? Or is it more pragmatic, as in you came through it through work? I think you were some kind of intelligence. I feel it's probably more pragmatic than okay. down to personal devoutness. Hmm. I'm certain, well, to a certain extent, we'd have to work together given all of the problems on Venus, etc. Right. So that even though I may not be the most church-goingest person at this stage in my life, that uh, I still see their value as, uh, you know, for intelligence sharing and getting stuff done. You were part of the like the Bauhaus intelligence community yeah. somehow. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not misremembering that. You were. Yes. We open up on kind of an unfamiliar site, like the, the color palette is much brighter. We're kind of inside a maybe like a small settlement chapel. Like the walls are more kind of like beige pale uh, instead of kind of dull gray moonstone uh, type stuff or granite. The pews are kind of this like rich, warm brown. There are not, it's not like packed with the, with people. It's clearly not like an hour of the day that's uh, sermon time. And we see some, some ordinary people milling about and they're kind of like dressed more lightly. Some have tan suits, some have just to, they're in their shirt sleeves. Still though, with like ties that are very proper. I almost make it feel like earth. Yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> I think we see, uh, like, uh, in one of the pews, we have Eva Steiner sitting there, and one of the brothers uh, in, in a kind of voluminous, uh, kind of almost stereotypical uh, Old West uh, uh, Spanish chapel get-up, more, more lighter-colored robes, voluminous robes, kind of sits down. Uh, like he looks maybe uh, if if this were Earth he would probably look Hispanic uh, in the in the American sense. He sits down and uh, and he says, uh, "Light be with you, sister." And may it shine on us all. This is me as a player not knowing the right responses in catechism or whatever. Well, nobody really knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of this we can make up as we go along. It's fine. I think he maybe uh, says there is a man who desperately needs 
uh, your help uh, with his faith. Uh, you will find him in the rectory over there, and he nods kind of uh, in a in a subtle way, right toward a direction. It is important that we keep everyone in fellowship, and I'll go over the rectory. You you go into the rectory and you find like the the quarters there, and uh, at a fairly like Spartan nook. Uh, you see a, a man who's sweating in his Bauhaus suit, uh, gray at the temples. He has a little like uh, movie star mustache, like f- 50s movie star mustache. And he's kind of uh, fixing his hair back as you come in. And then he gets up when he sees that you're you're there. This guy, I don't know if you've met him before. You've probably seen him around from your, you've, you've seen him at times uh, in your work, I think. But I don't know if you were ever formally introduced. He stands up almost at attention. He says, ah, ah madame. Uh, and he offers you a, a, a seat at the little Spartan table he's at. Donka, they could be more generous with the uh, air exchangers in here, couldn't they? Ah, yes. He fans himself. Uh, I suppose uh, there's something to uh, inuring oneself to to uh, to hardships if one is to face uh, the, the darkness and and all that. And he fishes out like a handkerchief and starts da- dabbing his forehead. You just wait for him to get to a point, or well, it is important that we all do our best to stay in the line. Yeah, he looks around nervously. <laughs> yes. I, I the the reason for for uh, this um this meeting is is uh, uh there are some some things uh that have been misplaced uh, that that is why I I have called you here because uh well w- w- with the track record of of your compatriots and uh, and uh, your your fine record in in the community uh, and also because you are no longer affiliated officially I believe uh, you may be the the madam for for the mission of uh, reacquiring these things, these uh, these misplaced things. He seems even more nervous having to talk about these these things. Are you able to tell me the nature of the items in question? He uh, like starts digging into his jacket uh, and he pulls out like a badly folded document from the from the in, inside pocket, coat pocket, uh, suit jacket pocket to be specific. Pushes it over to your side of the table, and if you unfold it, it has that kind of humidity sogginess where it's not wet, but it's like it's been in humid air. Once printed on expensive Bauhaus government paper. I will tease the uh, the folds apart. So yeah, you see the Bauhaus cog uh, in a corner, and like uh, clearly corporate, not government, but corporate government <laughs> documents. Uh, and a lot of lines are are blacked out, clearly redacted, uh, mostly pertaining to names and places. It mentions there's a bit of of evidence essentially that Bauhaus was going to present to the cartel. The cartel is kind of like the corporate UN. It had to do with capital, the capital corporation, and some some like corporate uh, espionage types uh, stuff involving Mishima, the like Asian corporation or Japanese specifically. And what has been misplaced or or lost from a branch office here on Venus is a kind of like a like a little bit of microfiche, essentially. Uh, like a little roller 
tape or whatever you want to call it, uh, where you know they had uh, details, details of uh, of this uh, this uh, kind of uh, espionage evidence on it, and they desperately need it back and they can't. They're they're kind of in in a bind because they're presently like at perhaps a truce is the best way of putting it. Like there's a truce currently between these corporations, by which I mean they're not constantly fighting everywhere. They're just fighting here and there, like little skirmishes, which is inevitable. But uh, they don't want to risk. Like I think he says so. Like he's like uh, uh, we we um we we can't risk uh, uh, offending any of these other parties uh, for fear that that uh, resources might be devoted to fighting each other instead of instead of the dark darkness. Uh, so I, it is my hope that with uh, none of you known being known to the the parties involved. You you should be able to uh, uh, reacquire this perhaps quietly. Do we know if any persons subscribing to either of these parties has found our misplaced item? Yes, a little attaché case. He opens it and like fishes out like um, some kind of far future retro forerunner to a VHS tape. You know, pushes that across the table. It's like that the uh, sus- suspected thief was caught uh, on tape on surveillance uh, at the at the branch office and perhaps you will be able to glean something that we haven't there there's a strange uh, our our initial analysts pegged this individual as um, a capital uh, former intelligence agent but uh, he has been listed by capital themselves uh, and and indeed our own intelligence uh, services as deceased, uh, k- killed in action uh, two years ago. It should not, uh, should be possible. Burned, or at least rogue, but it does narrow the field considerably. Yes, uh, if, you, if you can find a player in, in, uh, in, in a store somewhere, or perhaps if you, if, uh, you, will, you will be able to see the footage for yourself. When was this footage taken? Oh, uh, not, uh, well, he looks at his watch, 440, uh, just for... Uh, Forty-six hours ago, uh, we have uh, have it on good authority that uh, that no one of this man's description has uh, has uh, gone to any any chartered uh, uh, shuttle flights uh, off-world. So he must still either be here or uh, exceedingly uh, capable in in counterintelligence uh, tradecraft. Uh, yes, I nod. It is entirely possible that he's able to employ methods that can confuse facial recognition. Oh, uh, nothing such. Oh, there is no such thing. Well, as far as you know, no. (laughs) Think of, like, the technology as being kind of like 1900s-ish, with the upper end being, for the most part, at, like, late 80s. But, of course, with some, like, futuristic stuff, like uh, laser sightings and, and ammo displays on weapons, that kind of thing. Yeah, so even if he elected to have some kind of plastic surgery, his face would be swathed in bandages for a long time. Totally. Okay. Uh, your contact says, uh, uh, Light for Fend, he is some sort of uh, uh, mutant or heretic. But 46 hours is a lot of time to go to ground, so we will need to get this rolling quickly. Do you have any other background details that you would like to share i i, I think uh, anything relevant should be in those documents it's uh, alas it's uh, not much but uh, it is what i can afford you okay i stand up and the folded document is that 
released to me, or do you need it back for destruction? He looks at you like a little, like, oh, uh, have have you memorized it? That's a good question. Maybe a dice question. Have I indeed memorized the unredacted part of the document? It's not much. Okay. You, you would, I mean, I guess your professional opinion would be that, you know, not much would be usable by... Even if I were to lose it. Yeah, even if you were to lose it. So it's not like it has to go straight into the shredder or, or, or self-destruct in five seconds. No, no. In its current state, people would also probably just overlook it, right? Because it's this rumpled piece of, uh, well, it's a couple pieces of paper. It doesn't seem to be in real critical, but it may help in informing my colleagues of the nature of the job. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, Cardinal protect you, uh, madame. And uh, he gets up and he puts on his hat and he leaves the rectory. Okay. I'll give him, you know, three to five minutes so that we're not seen leaving together. And then I'll depart. Okay. So we have this uh, fantastic uh, shot of um, Ava stepping out to the, the chapel and going down the steps and like this mess of doves, white doves take off. They've been sitting on the steps uh, minding their business. And uh, I think you walk over to the car where uh, we see um, Harry. Harry has acquired, I mean, it's probably uh, either a loner or a, maybe Harry has contacts here that he could get a better car. It, it would be kind of prohibitively expensive to, to put the car on a, on a spacecraft <laughs> to take it to Venus. But you could have something similar. Maybe I know somebody because, you know, hey, I, I was a racer. Yeah. So I know someone in the circuit, and yeah, I got someone's uh, con- con- convert from the circuit to a streetcar. And when I say conversion, we're talking, you know, I-, I just reach inside and undo one bolt, and I can go back to street to racing with this car. Say Porsche, Porsche twelve twelve eleven. Well, those new Porsches, <laughs> far future, uh, no concept of the history of Earth, uh, Porsches. <laughs> I'm probably outside. I've probably got the hood up, busy fiddling around, because that's Harry. I look up, oh, Eva! What's Harry wearing in the sweltering Venusian heat? Mm, he still has his hat and goggles, because this car doesn't have a roof. But he's probably wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Venusian shirt, yeah. Venusian shirt. <laughs> T-shirt underneath that, and Bermuda shorts. And, of course, white socks and sandals. Figures, yeah. The epitome of, of style. So Eva comes out from the, the chapel, having met the contact she told you about previously. Take my seat. We got a job. I don't know if this would be easier or harder in Luna City. Do you need to go to a downmarket electronics place? So the hotel you're staying at uh, has like a like television with uh, tape players. So I don't need to go find Akihabara and... <laughs> Good one. If anything, you know, Jack would know somebody. <laughs> Being a former B-movie star. <laughs> yeah, luckily you don't have to go into into all that. Let's go find Jack and uh, you got a tape? Well, watch that tape. Uh, you get in, in your cool car. You head back to the hotel. Do you go to a an ice cream bar? Uh, what's, what's the plan? Well, where's Jack? At the hotel. I'm going to go to the hotel. Best place to go. 
So uh, we cut to uh, well. First of all, we we gotta have like a like a Harry takes off into traffic moment. Like, uh, does he have the the signal on, and is it very in accordance with the rules, or is it like a burnout, or what is it? Uh, I'm gonna say it's something very travel-esque. What's the law level here in the city? It's it's a Bauhaus town, but it's a small uh, settlement in the uh, Graviton Island. Picture like um, almost like a you know a small town in the West Indies kind of thing, right? All the buildings are like uh, white plaster. Then the next question is: What percentage are Bauhaus people living here, and what percentage are other people living here? Oh, it's it's a, a right mix because there there's been so many wars over the this chain of islands that uh, it's the masters currently are Bauhaus and it was probably built originally by Bauhaus, but almost half the population are not Bauhaus. So, so basically, Mumbai driving driving rules. I see an opening, I pull into it. <laughs> so you take off into traffic. It will not do to have so many people shaking their fists and yelling at you. <laughs> well, that's what the horn's for. This is a case where the horn is just as much just as important as the accelerator pedal. Some Mishi man in a rice cooker car gives you the finger. So we cut to uh, like the hotel bar and uh, where we see Jack uh, maybe pouring over a script that uh, uh, your contact there. I forget what her name is, but uh, we met her in the case with Debbie, where Debbie went cuckoo and and shot a um, a capital desk clerk. And we were investigating it, and you were looking into uh, some some friends of hers, and which happened to be also contacts. She's a casting agent, or has a casting agency rather, on on Luna. And uh, she sent uh, Jack a script for like an episode of some cop show. It's it's like a long running, it's like season eight of like the capital future version of Law and Order, right? Where you would have like a like a, a supporting role as as like the cop on the take, a guest starring. <laughs> it's not bad. It's you know, but it's it's television. Been a while since I've had anything, so true. Yeah, take what you can get, I guess. All right. So the the hotel bar is kind of this. Uh, it's on the corner of the building. You have these tall windows uh, with like shutters. And I mean shutters that you like uh, the the ones that you open and close, almost like uh, like saloon doors, not the blinds type shutters. And you can he- you can hear like the traffic from outside. Uh, there's like smoke. We can see smoke hanging in the air. A couple of other guests sitting and and talking in low tones, and like a bartender behind the bar wiping off you know yesterday's uh, uh, peanuts, that kind of thing from the from the bar top when um, your friends. Walk into the bar here. What does Jack look like in this new setting? I think the the 40s look for the the guys in uh, the tropical climes with like the white jacket and the the white pants. <laughs> yeah, this this will make you cooler. Sure, <laughs> it's white. So so he's not screaming. I am a movie star uh, uh, looking over my new script for this film that we're going to film in the Venusian jungle. <laughs> yeah. You step in into the bar here. Uh, Jack's sitting there, probably at a at a table by one of the windows, flipping through the script that uh, his uh, his agent sent him. I can always use a drink after church, but I think I'll take it in my room. They make some uh, mean drink here, so you maybe want to go ahead and get something get something light and fruity with an umbrella. Well, I get myself a gin and tonic. Get a drink. 
give Jack another look and be like, follow on. Okay. Head up to the... I guess you wouldn't be be sharing a room, so the lady would have a room to herself, essentially. Do either of us have a suite with a front room? Probably not. There's a TV in your room, uh, Ava. I mean, there's probably a TV in both rooms, but... Uh, That's the important thing, is the TV and the player. Do you get up there? Do you put the tape in the player and get right to it, or, or do you tell them what's, what's up? Or An item has gone missing. There was an active agent involved. There's a microfiche that could worsen tensions between Mishima and Capital that does needs to not be in the open. And we have some footage of the uh, the perpetrator leaving the building. And so find this guy and recover the item. Who are we recovering it for? It's Bauhaus. It's really uh, in the interest of, of the common good, right? Because you, you don't want a three-way war between um, Capital Bauhaus and Mishima. Yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. Somebody in Bauhaus <laughs> does have enough clarity of mind to know that they don't want that to happen. This thing was stolen from who? Bauhaus had it, and it was stolen from them. And it could cause trouble between Mishima and Capital? And Bauhaus. We don't know what it is. He said it was evidence of, of corporate espionage. Which is a matter of course anyway. I just imagine that whatever this corporate espionage turned up is particularly sensitive. And what are we getting paid for this? I, I think maybe there was some notion of like a standard uh, pay plus a bonus, you know, upon completion negotiated before, before you met. Ryan. We don't do pro bono work. You don't save the world for free. What are you crazy? <laughs> so the tape is of uh, the exterior of a kind of unassuming looking building, uh, residential building, you would say, here in town. A gentleman with kind of uh, brownish blonde hair and um, light imperial suit walks out, looks around. He adjusts his uh, suit jacket, walks across the street and out of the uh, frame so is, is this a 24th generation tape or is this a brand new tape this is probably a copy of the original so it's not quite as clear as the original probably but it's still he's still perfectly visible the fact it's in in color is amazing for a security tape oh yeah it's Bauhaus we're talking about they're good at the electronics this man is a known asset the problem is that he was registered as deceased a couple of years previously. Confirmed dead by both Bauhaus and Capital. He looks pretty pretty peppy for a zombie. Who reported him dead? I did not ask for the reports. Information you do not have. So I do not know which agents logged that information. Somebody with a contact in, in Capital could possibly ask. Somebody with a ca contact in Bauhaus could possibly ask. Examining the tape. Mm -hmm. Is there anything on the guy that looks remarkable, like he particular watch or a tie pen or something? <laughs> sure. He totally has a recognizable watch. You can see it when he uh, adjusts his um, his uh, suit jacket. He also has a, like a like a remarkable scar running from like the bridge of his nose down one side of his face. So bad guys have scars. <laughs> Do we have a name for this guy? Yeah, it probably should be in the paper, in the in the documents. 
possibly his first name has been like redacted or something. Uh, it says Jake's, and there are quotation marks around Jake's, so it might be an alias or a code name. Jake's a dead Bauhaus agent. Uh, Capital originally. Capital. Mm-hmm. Make a call and see if I can get any information. Sure. This tape is this just the section where he appears in. It's a little longer. It covers a bunch of people going into the building earlier, which now that you know who you're looking for, you can spot him coming in with a crowd, but he goes out alone. And it's been it's been truncated, like it's been cut off. Yeah, yeah. So we don't see anyone else who leaves afterwards. Okay. No. Do we know where this building is? Uh, you're not familiar. None of you are native to this particular town. And there's no name or street number on it or anything like that? Not from this angle. It's almost as if somebody was very careful to, like, <laughs> not reveal where the Bauhaus branch office <laughs> was at. You could still probably find it with a little detective work. Okay, so we need to find this guy before he leaves town. It's imperative to, to reacquire the microfiche. Uh, what happens to him is less important. Okay. Did we take a ship here? Or did we take a train here? Did we fly here? Yeah, you you would have uh, taken a space chart, a space charter uh, shuttle to probably somewhere in the islands here, and then a boat to here. Then yeah, boat. So there's still going to be a boat, which means you either need to get a charter or you'll take the standard ferry. Does that operate on a daily basis or on an hourly basis? Or well, these are all interesting uh, notions. But uh, do you want to take the um, capital contact call first? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Or we get stuck in the weeds. <laughs> okay, so uh, you like pick up the hotel phone and go to like a payphone or something. Oh, more sure. Anonymous. Or... Okay, that's fair. So you don't get to speak with Hank today. You get to speak with one of his aides, and this guy is he's like uh, uh, Jake's. You say, yeah, killed in action. Killed in action. Venus. I can't remember off the top of my head. Hinden. Is it what? Something something Berg is where <laughs> where it happened. It happened here on Venus, one of the major uh, Bauhaus um, uh, cities. It was uh, like a intelligence uh, mess up, basically, where both Capital and, and Bauhaus were involved. That's why they both saw and so on. It was a car explosion, like a car wreck, basically. So he he should be a lot worse for wear than he looks. Hmm. Is there like any history with him of? Uh... That he was could have been disgruntled, faking his own his own death. No, uh, model. I'm looking at his commendations. He even has the uh, presidential medal of honor or something like that. Something like ridiculously, <laughs> you know, <laughs> devoted service. He have any contacts in whatever bird we're in? I mean, as an intelligence agent, he would have had some uh, a network, but it would have been more or less a shared network with the rest of the capital security service. Uh, he might have been have one or two that would have been his personal, but um, he shouldn't have had any real, he wasn't really active in the Graviton campaign stuff. It was, he, he was much more involved in like the upper crust stuff in, in the, in the Bauhaus, uh, the more civilized areas, if I, if I can call them that. So no, the, as far as, as far as the documents say, anyway, no meaningful context here. If this individual was there, is there, and it's him, then that, w- that would be new. Anything that would indicate if somebody was impersonating him, why him? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult question, sir. 
<laughs> I don't think I have an answer for you. Thing had no particular contact here. Uh, no, at least. How long was he here before the the death? Venus. Uh, he worked Venus for eighteen months post uh, op operations on uh, out in the asteroid belts. Some something to do with Imperial, but those documents appear to be not not accessible. Not that long to build up any particular ties or contacts. Mm -mm. No. He has these commendations. Any particular unusual skills that he had? Not certainly outside of uh, ordinary intelligence officers, military officers, uh, special operations, that sort of thing. So standard uh, understanding of tradecraft and, and military tactics and all that stuff. What was his extraction plan if he hadn't been blown up? Uh, difficult to say. Preoperative a bit there. Uh, it does say that he was involved with um, an investigation, a joint investigation with Bauhaus, apparently, in... That's, that's unusual. Well, it doesn't say. Any uh, names of the Bauhaus people he was working with? Uh, so he flips through, flips through. Yes. A Mr. Donatelli, and that would have been his contact. And then you maybe hear him shuffle through some other things. Whose current assignment appears to be... Oh, that's interesting. Uh, he should be in the next time o town over. That is interesting. Current uh, assignment, well, doesn't say, but operating apparently on good terms. But you know how that works. Well, I guess that gives us somebody to talk to. I think that's all I'm going to get here. Pretty much. Thank him for his help and give my regards to Mr. Marks. Uh, we'll do, sir. Are we going to see you in any more uh, shows or dramas or television? Uh, any any movies? Well, you never know. I'm considering my options. Uh, would you mind terribly if you could enclose an autograph? Could you write to Gary uh, on, on it, maybe, possibly? Uh, just send it through Marx's office. Uh, his mail. I'll, I'll get it. Sure, kid. Thanks. And then he, like, he rattles off, like, you know, like your character's catchphrase on, on uh, whatever it was called, the show you were on. <laughs> the military show you were on. Yeah. Maybe it's something ridiculous, like, up yours, or, you know. <laughs> I can't remember whether I came up with one or in an earlier episode or not. Me neither. I think you maybe named it, but I can't remember what it was called. We'll have to come up with that, but thank you, and then I'll go back to the, the others in, in exposition up on them, and we may need to look up this uh, Donatelli in whatever burg next door. Okay. Uh, we need to take a boat there, or can I drive? Oh, you can drive. It's on the other side of this massive island, thankfully. Crack my knuckles. Thinking we can make it a day drive? It would take a few hours. You, you hop in the car and you start driving. Uh, and about an hour in, uh, driving across these the, the, the beautiful, um, lush Venusian Graviton Island uh, uh, coastline, you pick up Harry, a kind of compact Bauhaus brand well, sedan, essentially. That's kind of like, it's been hanging on now for like a good 20 minutes, not deviating. So it's starting to get obvious to you that, uh, yeah. They're following us. Yeah. yeah. Don't look, but we're being followed. Both heads proceed to turn. <laughs> <laughs> is this an Audubon or is it more like back roads? Think in, in the middle. 
they would be more like Swedish roads, uh, meaning like they're meant to be type Autobahn roads, but there's in such poor repair that, that it's more like borderline dirt road here and there. Um, it's also by the coast, so the occasional like flood or heavy rain will erode some of the driveway. So, I mean, you can drive pretty fast, but you got to be good to not end up in a in an accident. Are there uh, side roads? Sure, yeah, absolutely. The side roads, though, tend to be more on the dirt dirt road variety. If someone's got a map out, find some place that actually has an over overpass for this road, and I'm going to see if I can lose them by doing a circuit. That is, I'll take the off, I'll take the exit, go under the underpass, come back up again, and try to get back on this road. There should be something like that, like a like a turn off that goes under this road off down to a beach or something. I'm going to try to lose them. All right. Coordination, I think. Well, this seems like a smart thing, right? This is you outwitting them, but your your car matters. Your driving matters. I got drive skill, so mm-hmm. that means I I really can't fail. I just I just get consequences, yeah. Bigger consequence if I do. Okay. And remember that you have strain, so you can spend strain if you roll low, if if you feel like it. No bonus because it's my brains. Okay, so right now it's sitting at a a miss, meaning a a, a partial success with the bigger consequence. Uh, do I want to spend a strain for this? No, I don't. You you make maybe a sudden you know turn down. Maybe it's due to the traffic, right? You you have to make uh, uh, more of a sudden turn off that you intended, so the the tires screech. You go down uh, down the sort of loop beneath the the coast road, and then like there's homeless encampment from like refugees from from the last war campaign here. Probably a mix of of Mishiman and Imperial citizens that you kind of like, ah, right? You, you start barreling through like this. Far enough not to actually be on the road. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, you can still drive it past them, but it, they're, they're they've spilled out onto the road with like uh, you know tents and shacks, driftwood shacks and such. Yeah, I salam through them. So we we have like pieces of, of tent and and somebody's field kitchen and and uh, like a driftwood hut that you just like barrel through. Um, one of your front lights go out. There's a chicken on the hood. <laughs> Totally. And then you go, you go, you know, Tokyo Drift down the other side, down toward the beach road. And now you're properly off-road. You doubt that the Bauhaus car is going to make any progress without properly revealing themselves. You don't see them coming after you anyway. So I need to get back onto the Autobahn. Can I do the drive up the hill and back onto the Autobahn? Sure you can. Off-road it, yes. Now that's got to be coordination <laughs> this time. Yeah, totally. I think you you uh, you swerve up. You 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 go like sort of diagonally up the the side, uh, up back up to the the autobahn, and yeah, you, know, you go flying a little bit, right? And as you land, you can hear the suspension going. Ah! <laughs> Suddenly, you have one one front corner, right, of the car is like uh, grinding against the asphalt. <laughs> I say, Eva, move to the other side of the back seat. That'll help a little bit. I'm not sure I can give you the requisite mass and torque, but whatever. The agency is not paying for any repairs. <laughs> it's a friend's car, all right? Yes, you're paying for them, not the agency. <laughs> so uh, a couple hours later, you know, we see the car, and it's now it sounds like a car that's being driven by Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> 
you know, turning in into town, this other town, right? And, you know, we see some some uh, older gent, some older imperial gent adjusting his glasses, looking at your car as you like, <laughs> as you're, you're thundering by, you know, scraping the pavement. When they, yeah, occasional sparks as, as, yes. as, as the suspension hits the, hits the asphalt. And now traveling very cognito. But at least you got rid of your tail. <laughs> I would assume that Gary uh, informed you that Donatelli uh, works out of a particular uh, watering hole, a particular bar. That's the, the place to find him. So I guess that's where you go, I assume. Yeah. So we see the car stop. To, I don't know where you would park, if you park in, out back, or, or if you're like boldly parking in front. <laughs> this steaming car. Park somewhere a little less conspicuous, please. Yeah, okay, we'll pull back into an alley that. Or take it to the body shop. At this time of night? Nah, you're right. I'll find an alley to pull into. I mean, night in quotation marks, right? Because if we're on Venus. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's still bright daylight outside. Yeah, I'll pull on a side street and say, you know what? You guys go in. I can see what I can do. I don't think I can do much, but I'll see how I can do something for that front suspension. Because we may need a quick getaway. And right now, we're not doing a quick getaway. So you 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 back into an alleyway. You you hop out. You grab your lever thing. You start going to town. Okay. So meanwhile, the the other two. What are you doing? Go see if we can find uh, Donatelli. The uh, watering hole in question is an old Mishima bar. It's called the Blue Heron. It has a fancy you know Blue Heron sign. And uh, as you go down, like the the interior is all like done up in in Mishima fashion. I think Deckard's apartment or the I think it's in. Karate Kid Three, you know this, whatever his name is, Silver's uh, Mansion, like with the the weird uh, the weird uh, detailing on the walls and pillars and such. Right, it's full of a mixture of of uh, Mishima and Imperial types. Not not the highest brow establishment, not the lowest either. You spot the guy. Uh, I think Gary had described him to you, like uh, older, balding, bit of a goatee. You know, he fits the bill right away. You can see him sitting there reading a newspaper. Can I take a, a read of the room if there's anybody else here that looks suspicious? Uh, would be Int, maybe? I think so. Okay. Do have... Okay. There's an 11. Uh, yeah. You you certainly notice that there are at least two others in here that uh, that um, are probably part of his uh, entourage, slightly bulkier Bauhaus model individuals, possibly armed. One at the at the bar itself, and one by the door, uh, pretending to be talking to a bouncer or something. Do you want to uh, maybe position yourself to keep an eye on at least one of those? Certainly. All right. So, what does Eva uh, do? I put a good tip on the counter and get the prevailing drink for the establishment, and either get the bar corner or get a table that I can put my back to the wall and be able to keep an eye on the room. So I can keep watch as he is asked. Perfect. You get a beer. There's, there appears to be no distinction for for uh, ladies at this establishment. It's fine. That's why I needed to do the tip so that he would not be disturbed if I don't order a lot of drinks. Actually, what's Ava's appearance like? Does she look? Does she look very Bauhausian? Very likely. Yeah, it's going to be a a monochrome dress dark gray or something like that would you say that she she would be able to work as a model or or a or a movie actress if she had the talent 
Probably, though uh, I probably have a certain set of the jaw which is going to uh, typecast me somewhat. All right, but she would be able to be hired. I think so. She's not, like, average looking. No. So there's a good amount of attention on Ava when she comes in, which is great. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, even the, even the guy pretending to talk to the bouncer uh, is, like, distracted by the, the Bauhaus model who just walked in <laughs> in order to be her. So while you do that, Donatelli looks up from his newspaper, you know, notices the two of you, notices Ava going to sit on her own. He he looks up and, and tries to ascertain what uh, uh, this other guy is going to do. And where where does he recognize him from? Because <laughs> he has one of those faces. Does he, like, have a drink? Yeah, I think he has, uh, I think he has a coffee. One of those, like, Bauhaus small cup coffees. Ask the bartender for two of those. Oh, okay. And then I'll go over and sit down and place one in front of him. Mr. Donatelli, I believe. Uh, you have me at a disadvantage, and I can see that you are looking to make me go to the bathroom. <laughs> Is this where you make your solicitation? I think we have uh, other interests to discuss. Uh, well, I am all ears. He begins to sip the new cup. Let's have a uh, discussion about um, old friends who are no longer with us. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he says, ah, but it is bad luck to say a toast to the dead uh, with coffee. So who who is this particular? I assume you do not mean the many dead? Name you would know would be Jake's. Uh-huh. Fellow with the scar. You know, I'd make the where the scar is on his face. <laughs> uh, and you were acquaintances? Uh, acquaintances of acquaintances, I guess. Well, you have found me, uh, sir, so... I've heard that this fellow may be not so gone as was believed. And it is, it's interesting that you would say that. I have, I have also heard this. May I ask what your interest in, in this man's living or dying is? Well, I would expect there's probably more than just me interested and uh, some who would want to ensure that he is actually dead. I'm more interested in talking to him. Also, I would also like this very much. Uh, you understand this, uh, Jake's, and he makes air quotation quotations, was in fact a very close friend to mine, to me. We worked together, you understand, in, in the big city, looking into all matters of uh, corporate nonsense. I have not seen him in a long while. I was there that night when, when his car took a tumble and uh, blew up. I did not think anyone would walk away from such a crash, but... I hear he is up and walking, and now you come through my door and you say the same thing. Well, if you knew him, if he was up and walking, where might he walk? And why might he have faked his death? Well, I would not have pegged my friend to be such a man. But if he was, is, I could not say what he would be doing in, in this region, other than perhaps trying to make contact with me. Who else have you heard from saying he's still among the living? Friends of friends. Perhaps you know some of these friends? Possibly. Well, I am in any case forbidden from interacting with this matter. But I do know, and as he says that, you notice like the, the kitchen door swings open, like the bar kitchen. And you see Jake's, in quotation marks, step in. And he's wearing the same outfit as before. And, of course, uh, he has a large 
some sort of assault weapon. What do you do? And of course, you you noticed this too, uh, Ava. So what does you what do you do? <laughs> this is assault weapon at the ready. I mean, does it look like he imminently intends to use this assault weapon? Ah, <laughs> uh, he's he has it kind of at at hip level, but you know, it's he has his eyes are kind of trained on on Donatelli's table. Flip the table and get behind cover. <laughs> Excellent. And Ava? Make a scene, stand up, put my hand to my breast and gasp and cry out, why would anyone have a gun in here? He has a gun! <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It's coordination in this game for Jack to, to provide some scanty cover for yourself here. Yeah, ten. Well, well, well. No problem. So you you duck down. You fl- you flip the table as Ava shouts, "A gun! He has a gun!" Right? The assault weapon, whatever it is, goes off, and it sounds like a high pitched machine gun, right? Uh, like a, a fast shooting high pitched. Like it sounds in a way that that guns don't normally sound outside of maybe some form of machine chain gun on a helicopter. Although it didn't sound like, look like it was that size. And it just rips through part of the table and uh, the entire section where uh, you and Donatelli were sitting. And then his uh, crew there, they pull out weapons and start firing back. Ava, since you're not behind a table currently, you can see that uh, the the guy at the bar hits Jake's double tap to the chest. Uh, Jake's doesn't even stagger. They just go right right into him and he uh stops turning uh the corner donatelli's corner into into wood splinters turns the gun whatever it is assault weapon on on the guy at the the bar and starts letting loose on the bar and the bar goes you know glass goes everywhere splinters and stone uh, plaster fragments go everywhere and outside in the street you're like you you have your You're you're half under the car there, Harry, and uh, you know working on your suspension, and then you you hear like these pop 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 noises. Like, wait a minute, that sounds like muted gunfire. What's this? Poke my head up. And how far have I gotten on? Should I just make a quick roll for that, or? Yeah, sure. You make an int. Yeah, oh, they're serviceable. Just throw my tools in the in my toolbox and dump it in the trunk and hop in and I'm gonna pull out in front just in case the guys need to make the folks need to make a quick getaway. I'm not going in. Someone's shooting in there. Jack, uh, now that the the barrage of bullets has has let up, what do you do? Did Donatelli get killed? Let's roll an eye. Uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> he was ripped near in half by a, a whole bunch of bullets. Well, when he was talking to me, I, I did have uh, Sharp. Was he lying to me when he was talking to me? Oh, you picked Sharp? No, he was never lying. He was very careful about uh, how he put his words. Being uh, Jake's friend, true, he didn't believe that it was possible for a man to come out of the, the kind of car crash he was in. No, none of the stuff he said appeared to be something that he believed to be a lie. Seeing this Jake's taking bullets. It looks like a guy got shot with a bullet, not like it's some sort of bulletproof vest. You can see blood and everything, yeah. And he's still moving. Ah. They didn't even flinch. I'm looking for the exit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It would probably be the proper exit, although the gun is pointed that way, so... 
Yeah, I'm looking for an exit that isn't where bullets are going. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is kind of like a, um, it doesn't really have like, a, it's not a bar with, in a corner with windows. It doesn't need fire codes. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like a, you go half a, half a floor down into the bar proper, essentially. Pick up a chair and I don't want to hurl it at him. I'm going to try to knock the gun down or away so that I and Ava can make it out of here before he shoots us. Okay. That sounds like a ooh, hurling a chair. Um, coordination? Well, or... let's do a coordination. Yeah, it's ranged. So let's do that. No. Take some strain on that. Yeah. You, you could get a partial. You can only spend one strain on a, on a roll. Yes. Yeah, I well, get, well, well. Get enough to get a partial. So as you hurl it, you know, the motion of you grabbing the chair and then, then hurling it, you know, he. he switches from from ripping the bar into shreds over to you and just has enough time to like let loose a short salvo before you know your chair hits him and it knocks the gun aside so yeah take d6 plus one and roll that for yourself Ouch. of course and if that didn't kill you you can tell me how it didn't <laughs> i don't take any of the actual bullets but i get a lot of uh, splinter and shrapnel from the stuff he's shooting up around me as i I get peppered with, with splinters. But now you have the opportunity to dash. Ava, you also notice that you have the opportunity to dash out of here if you want to. Is that what you want? Yeah, probably better to dash than to try to stealth, since it would be the same the same intent as to get out. It's too bad that I am not carrying like a Brotherhood-level arsenal with me like a, we were last time. Some of it might be in the car if you brought it with you. What do we have? Like a holy water bullets or something? <laughs> Nice grenades. Well, I mean, you could always try the snowballs. They would in- induce uh, sleep. I mean, at this point, it's starting to look like uh, hot shots might even be legal against him. But <laughs> <laughs> this guy is either a robot or he's chock full of heresy. <laughs> Probably discretion is the better part of valor. Yes, we're making a dash. We're getting out of the bar. Uh, although Jack is, is a bit uh, splintered up, bloodied, uh, you both make it out just in time. We see you like coming out of the, the, the bar front as like parts of the, the door frame and the, the doors itself like are, are being ripped, ripped asunder by, by a hail of bullets. Just as I pull up in front of the, in front of the yep. bar, get in! Doesn't need to tell us twice. How many bullets does that thing have? <laughs> <laughs> The second they're in the seats, the door does the door does not need to be closed. I hit I hit the accelerator and get the hell out of Dodge. That was a good question. Did I see him change magazines? You know, it, both of you who were in there, roll intelligence. I mean, actually, uh, well, no, roll separately. That would be yeah. more interesting to see if if you both noticed it individually or what. Okay, a partials. Neither of you uh, saw him do any kind of gun action that involved switching out magazines or uh, anything anything of that order it was it was very much like reactive motion attack motion attack after he, he had uh, vaporized his initial target and have we seen this model of weapon before we know if it's got like a big drum or something uh you didn't get a clear enough look at it but it, it seems like performance wise this would be like at that top, top, top level of possibility for something like this would be like a Doom Troopers uh, style weapon. So it's a BFG. We would have to answer two questions. 
first, can we come up with a weapon to counter him? And second, would we have any idea who he'd murder next? I think we've already run out. I just don't want it to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look over at Jake. Should I see if I can find a clinic? We need to get out of town. Or Or find the ground. And who'd you piss off? The suspect. We located him. (laughs) I'm looking in the back mirror and I see the front of the building just sort of disintegrate. And they're going, yeah. Make a corner so we're not in sight anymore of the front of the building. Suck around. Maybe he had a car. Right, he's he's kind of leave and go somewhere. He had come from somewhere. So after like twenty seconds or so, uh, you see him come out the some side entrance, and he goes over and he hops in a somewhat flashy looking capital uh, model, uh, not a stretch, but uh, kind of like a like a luxury model sedan. Throws whatever chunky thing he has in the back seat uh, first, and then he gets in the car and starts driving. Can you follow him? Yeah, but if he pulls that pulls that gun out, he threw it in the back seat. So I'll try to follow. So if we want to do tailing here, then uh, we can do the driver can roll with int, but the others can help. I mean, Ava for sure would have the the experience to help, and Jack can also help, obviously. They roll first to see if they actually give me a bonus or not, right? Sure. And when we use the largest bonus, so if any. So I I will take help because I have zero intelligence. Then I will try to give you tactical guidance as well as I can, noticing parts of the terrain that you can use. Yeah, it's a plus one. Okay, plus one from Eva. Can I actually do anything that would actually help? If you if you had a ten, then we'll we'll use a plus two instead of Eva's plus one. Oh, look at that! Oh, there you go. Eva Eva does tactical uh, advice. What what does Jack offer in, with his help? A movie you were in. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that would follow. <laughs> this is just like uh, the Venusian Falcon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. When you're following Vincenzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Partial. Okay, you stay on him, uh, and uh, you manage to keep a low enough profile that he doesn't appear to take notice of you. And he turns off toward um, the ferry. There's this ferry that goes between these islands to a, a neighboring island, and you know, because you came in on this island, that there's a, there's a, like a flight, charter flight, both across the Venus and uh, two other planets in that place. I'm slowing down, looking, do we get on with him? I mean, he's seen you two. Are we already there and he's getting out, or are we approaching and we're following Approaching and following, like it's uh, he's going to be there in a in a in a moment unless you intervene. He's already we've we've seen him crash and explode in a car once. Let's see if we can do it again. All right? Can you force him to crash his car, or you know, like off the side of the road, or there's a convenient uh, cliff or something, or something we can force him into? <laughs> Going to the ferry, I can try to you know hit him such that he goes into the drink. That would be good as well. I mean, you've already banged up this car, so... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he drives all the way down, and it, it's this, like... It's not, like, a super organized type ferry with, with uh, you know, several uh, clearly delineated spaces that you're supposed to stop and, and wait and uh, with booths and stuff. It's more like, a, like there's a little ramp uh, and a little, like, uh, concrete pier, essentially, uh, where the ferry will stop and, and 
put down its uh, gang, whatever you call it. He drives down all the way to the end and and stays there. So now's really your shot if you want to like bang into him and get him in th- into the water or something. I reach up, put my goggles on, and say, "Buckle up!" Push him off into the water. Coordination? Uh, I'd say so. Yeah. Ooh yeah. After you crash into him, that he goes in the drink. Come up behind him, I hit him, and his foot comes off the brake because I hit, I rear end him. You know, wonk and up, and he just just goes right into the water. Also suffers horrible whiplash. <laughs> Can I time it so that the fair, just as the ferry pulls up, so he's under the ferry now? Sure. Uh, I mean, it was close enough. So car goes splash, and then the ferry comes in. It's almost like you stole his spot <laughs> when the ferry ramp comes down. Were there other people here, or we were the only two? A couple of others. The, you know, there's somebody in a, in a, a Mishima car. It looks like an Imperial type. Gets out of the car like in a shock uh, and looks like, uh, help, help, somebody help. Shall we call it in? Well, whoever, whoever your contact was, you can tell him they might find what they're looking for at the bottom of the, the bay here. I look over at you. At you, um, you know, he was blown up, and he's still walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to get some distance here because I have the feeling he's going to come up with his weapon here in just a couple of minutes. But does he have the MacGuffin with him, though? Would he come up with that microfish as well? That's a good question. I hit the horn and back up, and I'm going to pull off. I'm going to find a place that we can pull off and watch but hopefully not be seen and see what happens. And I'm probably going to need to separate from the vehicle in case he does get a beat on you guys. But you're all surveying the uh, the, the concrete pier. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So moments, <laughs> moments after you've repositioned yourselves, he resurfaces to one side, um, comes up the kind of uh, driftwood um, littered uh, rocky beach a bit of beach that's beside the the pier. He's all you know, completely drenched. Doesn't appear to be carrying anything. Just it's just him. He's kind of wading, uh, wading up, uh, kind of pulling his uh, suit jacket off, looking around, acquiring. <laughs> what do you do? So he uses a sniper rifle, with some red hot shots in it. What do we got to do to stop this guy? To be fair, he looks a little more banged up now than he used than he was. You think you can hit him with the car again? If it was, you don't succeed. <laughs> I was just thinking that. It's that or I roll a snowball toward him, which is probably not going to be as effective as it was in an enclosed building. I probably told Eva, get in the trunk and look in, the, look in, look in my bag. You'll find some Agent Red grenades. I'll try one of those first because, yeah, he looks like he's chock full of air, I say. <laughs> I mean, he's not all mutated and stuff, but gosh, those bullets. Okay, so now he's climbing up on the pier proper like uh concrete pier so you, you're digging out like grenades and such okay uh, the first thing that happens when he's up on the pier is that that imperial guy rushes over try, trying to help him he just tosses him aside off the pier and then goes toward his car hit him stop on the gas and i'm gonna try to pin him between him and and the mishima i'm also well it may be simultaneous that i'm losing i'm throwing a grenade too okay and what the hell, I'll pull out my pistol and put some slugs in him. <laughs> Couldn't hurt. All right. So you all do your thing, right? So let's do a, a coordination for the grenade, a coordination for, well, it's coordination all, all around, really, for your intents. Oh, dear. Uh, I'll uh, spend some strain. You know, I'll spend a strain for this, too. 
So I got a 10. And I got a 9. Good. Well, well, well. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, the grenade hits. Roll your damage there, um, Jack. I assume that's a D6. Uh, unless you have something special. Are you, are you using the hotshot rounds or the snowballs or regular rounds? Or? I don't think I had any of that. Okay, but maybe you hit with one round, and maybe it's like at the side of his head or something, and he, he like he flinches a bit, like like he head goes to the, to one side, and there's like a red streak where you hit him, but it doesn't stop him. And then we have the grenade. Straight one d six. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a kind of gas explosion defoliant. Remember that kind of had an unforeseen effect on undead legionnaires or legionaries, whatever they're called. So it goes, and there's this like reddish, orange reddish, uh, just cloud uh, suddenly. And then Harry, like, unfortunately, you don't manage to pin him behind your car and the Mishima car. You do do sideswipe him, right? Yeah. So how much do I do for that? Uh, let's say a D6. That would be half of half of the appropriate two D6 of being crushed by a car. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> but it looks spectacular because you're like swerving through this red cloud, uh, and you hit like one of his legs, and he goes like sp- spiral vaulting, right? <laughs> Splat! He goes down on the asphalt. You kind of slide. Maybe you do. I don't know. Drift the uh, stop across. Uh, you know. You maybe you go up on the ramp a little bit. On the other side of the cloud, right? If I get a chance, so the next round, I, I I have my bolter pull out with the with the merc- with the snowballs in him, and I will just light him up. You can't see him right now because he's he's in the red cloud. Well, I know there's no innocent bystanders because he threw him in the he threw him in the in the water. So you know, maybe just firing for effect. I mean, you can fire straight in and hope for the best if you want to. Yeah, roll a d6, straight up d6, plus your coordination. Three. Uh, you fire into the cloud, you don't hear anything. I mean, you didn't hear anything particular before other than screeching tires and, and, the, and a roaring engine. But yeah, you, you fire off uh, a salvo, and then uh, he comes lumbering out of the, the red. <laughs> like, it just parts around him. Uh, and, you know, he's in his shirt sleeves. He's got visible, like, gunshots in his chest. He's bleeding from, from the side of his head. And he looks pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He looks very pissed. He's heading straight for your car. Ava and uh, let's, let's start with uh, Jack. What, does, what do you do? And I just go, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy? And just keep pulling the trigger at him. Oh, okay, okay. Then then please roll. <laughs> and I'll spend straight. <laughs> oh, I still didn't get him. Ah, oh, that's annoying. Okay. It's it's probably the incredulous like yeah. we ran him over we shot him <laughs> we've drowned him <laughs> forgot to reload <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so Ava what do you do he's coming right for you I know wish I had a BFG you know if you, we can physically destroy his legs like <laughs> cut him off at the knees <laughs> this should impair his mobility to a certain extent yeah I am also going to shoot. And I'm going to be calling my shots to his knees. Okay, this is the regular rounds. You're not trying to snowball or... Yeah, I don't know that I would have assumed to be packing hot shots okay. in my gun all the time. So If you get a crit, something great might happen. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to do damage. Decent. It's an 8. Okay, you, you could get a crit if you spend a strain. Why not? Okay, that brings us to 11. Yeah, unfortunately not a crit, so roll your DMG there. Should be a D6 for a regular pistol. 
Okay. Yeah, you can see you you hit like uh, like at the side of his thigh, like outside of his thigh. You think, and there's a there's like a, a splash of blood, but it doesn't stop him. Muscular damage isn't going to do anything to him. No. Now he's right there. You know, with surprising celerity, he is like at the side, uh, the the driver's side door. Grabs uh, Harry and attempts to yank him out of the car. What do you do about that, Harry? Put in reverse and try to do a quick turn on this ramp. You know, backing up onto the onto the ferry, and then if he's still hanging on to me, flooring it. Yeah, coordination. Ooh. Wow. Uh, whatever you intended, it it goes even better. I think his grip, like he managed to get a hold of you and the door, and his grip is like a vice. And so when you do that kind of like uh, back uh, the pit pit maneuver, whatever it's called, he gets banged up by the car, and then he he lets go of his grip because he realizes he's going to go under. Uh, and then he goes under the front wheel. There's a like a satisfying chunk or, or crunk crunch. <laughs> Uh, and you you come all the all the way around, so you're pointing in the right way for going on the ferry. And uh, you can see behind you, like he's on the deck there, and like both of his legs are messed up. I'm still in reverse. I back over him. Okay, coordination. You know, let's spend some strain. Some more strain. Seven. At least I hit him. So a d6 again for damage, right? Yes. Yeah. Thump 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 thump. He kind of he kind of half rolls out of the way. But he still gets banged by the the back uh, edge of the car, like hit hit his uh, you know face or something, and he's like he goes spinning. So you you, you break right, and you can see him. Uh, he he's been spun around and uh, tossed about, and he's kind of like using his one good arm to like drag himself off to like the the edge of the pier as if he's trying to like escape. Can you park on top of him? <laughs> I don't even answer. I just put it into gear and demonstrate my parallel parking. Okay, coordination to do it before he manages to fall off the side of the pier. <laughs> oh, yeah. No problem. You put a wheel where? Still, is he still fully on the pier? He didn't have time to, like, pull himself over the edge, so. Wheel's on top of his head. Okay. 2d6 damage? No. Uh, still do 1d6. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I will, I will consider this harm, although I was considered this uh, damage armor piercing uh, in this particular case. So you park him there. And he's twitching. And, uh, you know, if you get out, he's still blinking and stuff. But you got him. I stripped that jacket off of him. Uh, that was left on the, on the beach. Okay. But I'll search the jacket anyway. So going through his clothing, you find a little roll of microfiche. We should let uh, Jack, you know, put some bullets in him. By now, you've you've had, you know, authorities called. <laughs> Road rage <laughs> by the pier, by the ferry. He's already dead, so... He does not appear to be dead. But I mean, officially, he's already dead, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, that's fair. How can you kill a dead man? <laughs> I mean, legally, we're, we're fine. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. I also need to put in my own call then. It's like, put the flare up. We have acquired the goods and the suspect. We weren't required to take this guy alive for this, were we? No, no, you were not. The job was just to get the microfish. Then I'm putting some bullets in him. Okay, okay, okay. Or attempting to. I'm saying, do I need to work? <laughs> and see that was what I was thinking is that maybe it doesn't matter no matter it doesn't matter how many bullets you have or where you put them. 
Uh, well, since his his head is under a wheel and it's not very difficult to aim, you know, you, you both unload a, a magazine each. There are all kinds of messed up stuff, like there are wires and like sparking things underneath that shouldn't be in a head. Oh, so he was a robot. Yeah, there's meat parts, plenty of Robots meat parts. covered in living skin. <laughs> There are meat parts. There was a brain there. It was just, uh, you know, significantly altered. Let's put it that way. You know, you, you you do that, and then it's, you know, essentially time to get get out of here just to be safe. <laughs> you managed to beat the 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 five zero just barely. A billion million man. Yeah. <laughs> we backed over him, and then we backed over him again, and then we parked on him, and then we shot him. <laughs> Just imagine, like some some bystander seeing you guys like parking parking on somebody and then getting out and just unloading, <laughs> well, just incredibly shooting shooting him and, and looking. Did that work? Okay, let's start again. <laughs> so uh, we get a like a maybe a let's say like a closing scene where where we're in that chapel again. Ava is in one of the pews, and that brother uh, that we met in the beginning uh, sits down next to you. And says, so sister, I, I hear you have a donation. And he's clearly asking for the microfiche. May the light burn brightly forever. May it always. Cool. Uh, that was the mystery of the dead man and the microfiche. Oh, it was cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was something. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was fun. <laughs> to search for. No, Siri, go away. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.